So many things have ruined my childhood So I go online to bitch and cry It feels like all of Hollywood is up against me They even made Optimus Fly New versions of what I grew up with Are being remade, rebooted and retried My adolescence is under attack now I think that a part of me has died Aliens, uh -huh, uh -huh. Predators, uh -huh, uh -huh. Marvel, uh -huh, uh -huh. DC, uh -huh, uh -huh. maybe it doesn't all quite sting Okay, well, except maybe for that Jar Jar Binks Could it be I've misunderstood? This podcast ruined my childhood Hello, everyone, and welcome back to This Podcast Ruined My Childhood. I'm Phil Derasmo, and with me is Eric Walensky. Hey, folks, it's time to light the lights. It is time to light the lights. It is The Muppet Show tonight. going to start the music and start talking right away about something that we both hold pretty near and dear to our hearts, and that is the Muppets. So the Muppets started back in the mid-70s, and this was before I was born. 74, 75, there were a couple episodes of TV made that then launched into an actual full-fledged TV show called The Muppet Show. So Eric, did you watch The Muppet Show when you were, when you were a young child? Yes, I did. I was very, very much in love with the Muppets back then. That was my go-to show. My mom used to tell me that I had uh, Muppet Vision. Uh, no relation to the, the Disney movie, but uh, yeah, my mom used to say I would have had Muppet Vision because I could spot Muppets from 100 yards away. Yeah, I watched the old TV show, all the celebrities and all that stuff. It's just a fun show, good skits, pigs in space. Mm -hmm. uh, veterinarian's hospital all of those uh fun little sketches that they did and then that just just grew over time all the different specials they did in the in the late 70s early 80s john denver got real heavily involved with the muppets mm -hmm. he sure did i still watch the john denver and the muppets christmas special every christmas one of my favorites wow so you you celebrate with the muppets and then you celebrate life day Yes, I do. I celebrate both. Yes. <laughs> For me, I I saw the show, obviously, in reruns because I was born after the show was already off the air. Uh -huh. um, I was born in 81. The show ended in 79. So I saw it in, in reruns on PBS or ABC or whatever showed reruns. But I did watch a lot of The Muppets um, while I was growing up. But what really was big for me were the movies. I saw the movies more than... I think I paid attention to the TV shows. It's that whole, as a kid, you have a, an attention span that is so long. And when you watch a movie and you know the movie, you want to watch it over and over again as a kid. So I would watch Muppets Take Manhattan over and over and over again. And that was something special for me. And I think my, my parents kind of geared me towards that movie specifically because we... I was living in the Bronx. My, I was growing up in the Bronx and, you know, we were steps away from Manhattan. And so it just was pretty special that I could see the Muppets. I could see Kermit on a street that I, that I've gone to, you know, that meant something to me. 
So I loved, loved Muppets Take Manhattan. You weren't sad that they took Manhattan and you couldn't I, go I there wish, anymore? I wish they kept Manhattan, honestly. <laughs> Manhattan would be a much better place if Muppets ran it. But the original <laughs> Muppet movie is just a staple. Those songs, when you think of a road trip movie, the Muppet movie needs to be at the top of the list. Oh, for sure. You know, it is one of the best road trip movies ever made, and it's with puppets. Yep. Moving right along. The Muppets were just, like for, for you, really big for me, and um, they meant something special. There, there were TV shows, there were cartoons, Muppet Babies cartoons. I saw the Muppets in a different light when the Muppets Christmas Carol came out because I had known the Christmas Carol story, but now Kermit was Bob Cratchit. And that was really cool to see the Muppets could take any story and make it relatable. Mm -hmm. And that's what was so great about the Muppets. You know, they could do that with anything. Well, the other thing that was great about the Muppets when it, when it first came out and in the era that it did in the late seventies, early eighties, is that it had an adult appeal as well. The kids enjoyed the puppets part of it, but the adults were drawn in by the celebrity and the somewhat adult humor, yeah. which is what the best kids' movies do nowadays, is combine stuff that the kids are going to like and then the couple little jokes and innuendo here and there for the adults. Right. And that's, that's what the Muppets did. Kermit the Frog actually hosted The Tonight Show. 80, 80 or 81, uh, Johnny Carson w was famous back then for taking a, a day or two off during the week, and he'd have a guest host. And Kermit the Frog hosted an entire Tonight Show with Fozzie Bear. He popped out a couple times. He was pretty funny. But that was that was the appeal of the Muppets is they 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 spoke to everybody, not just the not just the kids. What, what's really cool about the Muppets too back in the seventies is that they introduced a lot of those celebrities to kids too that might not have known them, and then you grew up wanting to know who they were, what else they did. Yes, which was which was great. Yep. You said John Denver. How many kids really knew John Denver? Right, but parents did. Mm -hmm. Parents parents in the seventies grew up listening to all of John Denver's music. Yeah. And yes, that gave the introduction to, to children. When I watched the original Muppet movie back in the day, I think I knew maybe one or two of the celebrity cameos. And then I got the, the book of the Muppet movie, and it was a picture book and told the story of the movie. And in the back of the book, it listed the cast of the movie and all of the celebrities. And every year... I would take a look at that and be like, I know who that is now. I know who that is now. I know who. So I, I got introduced to them, but now I was seeing more of their movies and I'm like, oh, that's who that is. So that, that's what the Muppets really did for me is drag me into this, this world of celebrity that I, yeah, I might not have known otherwise. So I was watching the Muppet movie again uh, before the Muppets came out in 2011, just to refresh like the original Muppet movie versus what Disney was going to do with the Muppets. And I don't know when it was the last time that I had watched the Muppet movie, but there are so many celebrity cameos in the Muppet movie. And the one that blew me away the most was Richard Pryor, and he was uh, like a balloon salesman or something. Mm -hmm. Right? And it, it was like, as a kid, you don't know who Richard Pryor is, but now I know, obviously I know who Richard Pryor is from, not only Superman, but <laughs> from his amazing comedy and, and many of his great movies. And just the fact that he had a cameo, this really 
brass, dirty comedian had a cameo in the Muppet movie blew my mind. I was like, ah, they were so good at that. Oh, I agree. 100%. Yeah. And that first Muppet movie, I don't think anything could ever replicate it Muppets wise. Even if you were to do a movie as good today with the same kind of star power celebrity cameos, there was mm-hmm. just something about the way that they're all written in such a very natural way, playing to their strengths and um, just fabulous, well-written, tight movie. Yeah, they, they did such a great job. Which brings us to today. There have been a couple times where the Muppets have tried to pop back up in, in the pop culture world. They've had movies that have sporadically hit in the 90s. They were, you know, four or five in the 90s. And then they were kind of silent for a long time. And Disney acquired the Muppets in 2004 and really just didn't know what to do with them. They had, like you you already mentioned, Muppet Vision 3D in MGM Studios, now Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, and at Disney California Adventure in California. But they didn't know what else to do with them. It took years for them to... to have someone pitch them the right idea, which um, James Bobbin, who directed both The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted, both he and Jason Siegel came with this idea for what the Muppets could be to this next generation. And pitched the movie, Disney ate it up and said, all right, go make your movie. And so what, what do you remember from the journey that the Muppets took from the 70s to really not doing anything in the aughts? to then having a movie made in, in 2011? Well, of course, I don't think you can talk about the Muppets without mentioning the fact that their leader, Jim Henson, died in 1990, I believe. And without him at the helm, I mean, these literally were his babies. Yeah. And he had a great team with him. Uh, you know, Frank Oz, of course. Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Nelson. But without Jim directing and leading the the Muppets where he wanted them to go. He really was the heart. And it, it was such a shock when he did die that I don't think anybody was ready with any sort of backup plan of what would I do with the Muppets if the Muppets were mine. And the Muppets spent a lot of time in limbo getting passed around the the Jim Henson's kids, I think sold the Muppets at one point to a German television studio. And then they were sold back. And then Disney, I think had to wait for a contract to run out before they fully had all of the Muppets. Uh, if I'm remembering my history right on that one. So they've really passed through a lot of hands and, and just nobody knew what to do with them. And again, nobody asks me, but I think the Muppets' strong suit is like what we were talking about. Their appeal to children as puppets, but then to adults with the celebrities. So if you make a show kind of like the original old variety show, which they did try in the 90s, and it didn't work, and I can't cite exactly why it didn't work, if it was just the era, if it was timing, if it was being on Friday nights, if the script just wasn't good. Probably all of the above. It, it could have been all of the above. One of the above, all of the above. But I think that's where they that's where they, they miss. And mm-hmm. when Jason Siegel came along and they pitched the new movie, 
it sort of recaptured a lot of what the Muppets were in the 80s. Yeah, and the other great thing that the Muppets had going for it was a great musical director in Brett McKenzie. For sure. James Bobbin worked with Brett McKenzie and Jermaine Clement on Flight of the Concords. They all three of them created it together. If anybody out there hasn't watched Flight of the Concords, go find it. I, it's on some streaming service for free. Find it and watch it, especially the first season, because some of the smartest and funniest music and songwriting you'll ever hear is in that first season of Flight of the Concords. And Brett McKenzie and Jermaine Clement and James Bobbin wrote that music. And so when James and Jason Siegel were, were going to make this movie, James went to his very good friend, Brett McKenzie, and said, hey, we need fun and funny music for the Muppets. Help us do it. And he knocked it out of the park. And that's, that's the other half of the Muppets, too, or not even the half, just another component of the Muppets is, is their music. Because the, the Muppet movie has, of course, the Rainbow Connection, Moving Right Along, Can You Picture That, and three, four other songs in there. And then the great Muppet caper, uh, this starts off with the big blockbuster, <laughs> old school Hollywood, hey, it's a movie, yeah. and uh, stepping out with a star. And then the Muppets take Manhattan together again, mm-hmm. and... Just so much of the music is what makes the Muppets fun. And, right. and it's, it, it is that spectacle of the song and the dance and the celebrity that uh, I, I really think Jason managed to pull that off. Yeah, yeah I, I will say Man or Muppet is one of my favorite Muppet songs. Thinking about the whole breadth of Muppet music, Man or Muppet is like, it's up there. One of the top. I think it's just so well done. And the, the, the visuals that go along with it, too, were great as well. What did you think of the scene of Kermit walking down the gallery of, of the old Muppets? That was heartbreaking. It totally was. I remember the first time I watched that movie, like just turning to Liz and being like, what are we watching here? Like it was so good, but it was also heart wrenching. It's like, Oh my gosh, am I supposed to want to be sobbing in the first third of a Muppet movie? <laughs> like, yeah. shouldn't the heartstrings be tugged later? Um, but, but it was so well done. And the, the nods to all of the older Muppets, properties that that came beforehand like he kermit even flat out says haven't you ever watched didn't you watch our first movie we're gonna drive <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like right from there and then sweetums coming running out with his suitcase yeah. oh wait up you guys <laughs> they even had a guy in a big cowboy hat standing there on the lot just like <laughs> milton burl did yep. in the muppet movie so yep. all of those nods were were really really well done and that's the thing about the muppets is that you know it was made by fans, people that really cared about the property. And Disney said, we get it. We understand how much you love it. Go for it. And I'm just, I am very glad they did not ruin my childhood at all in creating the Muppets. No. But three years later, Muppet Most Wanted came out. Now, what are your memories of Muppets Most Wanted? <laughs> I remember liking, I, I have two of the songs, The Big House and uh, I Can Get It For You. I have those two songs playing on my iPod constantly. Really? Oh, yeah. Those songs were really, really good. And I enjoyed, I didn't love it as much, but I did enjoy Ricky Gervais's Number Two song. 
He's number one. I'm number two. Number two. Yeah, that was pretty good. The overall plot and concept, uh, it's fun. It was, it's a fun movie. Um, I remember thinking, okay, uh, we're taking Kermit away from the Muppets, which that's the strong suit mm-hmm. of the Muppets is when they're all together, working together, playing off yeah. of each other. So to remove their leader and replace him with, you know, it, it, it works for some good comedy. I just don't like when you, you splinter off the, the team like that. It's hard because there, there were Muppet movies in the past where the, the team isn't together, right? And they have to come back together. Hence the song together again in Muppets Take Manhattan, right? Yep. But it's not for two thirds or more of the movie. Three quarters of the movie, probably. You know, I just watched it today and Kermit isn't with them for, I know this specifically because my daughter freaked out. We were watching it and Kermit got arrested at the 16 minute mark, like 16 minutes and 24 seconds or something like that. And I know that exactly because I had to pause it because she got really upset that the police were taking Kermit and that Kermit doesn't deserve to go to jail and she didn't want to watch it. <laughs> and so we had to pause it and then I had to talk to her and be like, it's just a movie, you know, it hurt. she's five years old. So Kermit going to jail is like real life to her. And I said, you know, funny things are going to happen and they're going to sing in the jail and he's going to get out. So let's just watch it. So we watched it. But from 16 minutes until the last 10 minutes, Kermit's not with the Muppets. Right. And for a movie that's an hour and 40-something minutes long, that's a long time for your main character and the heart of the the actual Muppets to not be with the Muppets. Right. And so I, I just, I didn't love Muppets Most Wanted. And today, when I watched it again all the way through, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time. And I'd only watched it once before today. It definitely will get better with multiple rewatches, but I felt like the same heart that Jason Segal brought to the Muppets wasn't there when he wasn't involved in Muppets Most Wanted. It's like they were missing a piece of like what, when Jim Henson passed away in, in 90, everything that came after that was just missing something. All of those nineties movies, they just, they were good. And some of them weren't good, but they all had something that was just lacking. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt Muppets Most Wanted was. And also it felt like they were trying to retread on what made, the great Muppet caper popular, but do it in the wrong way. Yes. If that makes sense. It makes 100% sense. I was thinking the exact same thing. And that's another reason that I didn't like it is because it felt like they were trying to retread, but then change it just enough to make it different, but they didn't do it correctly when they should have just done something completely separate altogether. They shouldn't have tried to call back to a caper and they definitely shouldn't have split Kermit up from the Muppets from 16 minutes in the movie until an hour and 30 whatever minutes when he comes back. Well, here's what's different about Muppets Most Wanted. And I'd say even different from any other Muppet movie made is you had three human leads. You had Ricky Gervais, you had Tina Fey, and you had Ty Burrell. And those three were kind of leading each of those three separate plots where in other movies you might have like in the original doc hopper was the lone bad guy, but he was interacting with the Muppets in scenes, you know, where they're trying to get away from him and outsmart him, not 
being directed by him. Right. Um, and the same thing in the great Muppet caper, Charles Grodin was the mm-hmm. jewel thief, yep. but he wasn't telling them like what to do. He was just the foil to Kermit's good guy. And similarly in the Muppets take Manhattan, they, they worked with humans, but the Muppets were the leaders of the action. Right. And then even with Jason Segal, Jason Segal was there and Amy Adams was there, but they, they weren't leading them. The Muppets were leading. So this was different to me because it's like more like I'm watching Ricky Gervais with sidekicks, whereas it really should be the other way around or Gervais needed to be like a smaller part. Not that he did anything wrong per se. I'm talking about the script itself. He was good as the lemur. Exactly. So that's weird. That's weird to have that interaction. I wholeheartedly agree with you. It it just feels like, like I said, something just felt off about this movie compared to the last one. And you just put it into words. That's exactly what it is. Another thing that, that I didn't like about this Muppets Most Wanted versus the Muppets is that they introduced a brand new Muppet to us in Walter, who you really fell in love with in the Muppets. Or at least I did. Mm-hmm. He was the character that you were following, right? You were seeing the Muppets through his eyes in the Muppets. And in this movie, in Muppets Most Wanted, he is now relegated to side character. And he has just as much screen time as Animal. You know, and even Fozzie has more screen time than Walter. And that didn't sit right with me because I thought they were making these movies to expand the universe and bring more people to care about the Muppets. So what do they do in the second movie of this new universe is take the character you fall in love with and relegate him to a much smaller part. Right. And they make him stupider, too. Like, he seemed, he wasn't, you know, nobody in the Muppets is super smart, right? But he he was, he had his head on his shoulders, his felt head on his felt shoulders, a lot better in the Muppets than he did in this movie. Well, you bring up a good point. They, they did uh, introduce Walter, but then he sort of was the, he emerged as the hero feeling something wasn't quite right there. And then when uh, Ricky Gervais and, and Constantine say, well, Fozzie and Walter have left the Muppets, they're gone. And Floyd says, what? We just did a whole movie about him joining us, <laughs> yeah. and now he's gone? <laughs> that wasn't good. I thought that, was, I thought that was hitting the nail right on the head. It, exactly. And... It, in a way that they didn't mean it to, but they drew attention to the fact that, yeah, we did this whole big movie about Walter, and now Walter's a background guy. It drew attention for the joke, and I liked it, but then it also makes you go, yeah, I thought he was a bigger deal, and now he's just kind of there. Yeah. But I did like how Rizzo and Robin popped up as like, yeah, they got his own movie, and yeah, nothing like us. Come on, Robin. <laughs> That's hilarious. The other thing that happened in this timeline after Muppets Most Wanted, ABC and Disney decide to make a TV show about the Muppets jumping on the bandwagon of the documentary-style show. Just like The Office or Parks and Rec, characters will talk to the camera, and then they'll go about their day and the cameras will just follow them. And my my estimation is that it was definitely made for grown-ups. It wasn't made for kids, which is a big miss on the Muppets part. But they did it too late. That type of television show hit big with The Office and Parks and Rec, but had tailed off. Yeah, Modern Family, I think, was the last one to really 
grab and capitalize on that. Yeah, and they just ended, and they had, what, 11 yeah. seasons? So yeah, for 10, the Muppets to 10. jump on this three years ago, I want to say, it was just it was too late to start something like that and to oh, alienate sure. your biggest base, which should be children. Right. Yeah. Well, I watched every episode, and I really enjoyed it. I thought the whole show was funny, but I also knew that I, as an adult, was enjoying something that reminded me of when I was a kid. Now, see, I did not, I did not like the TV show. I watched every episode too. I thought finally the last two episodes were getting closer to being better, but ultimately, I think putting the Muppets, the Muppets working with adults is one thing, but the Muppets acting as adults and being put in adult situations was weird yeah there's a, a scene in one of the episodes or maybe multiple of the episodes where they go to a bar right and they spend time at a bar and it's just not for a tv show a 30 minute or 22 minute tv show it just isn't where i want to see the muppets no i i think they would have been better served trying and again they already did try it in the late 90s but i think it had been long enough to try an honest to goodness the muppet show because here's what yeah. changed Agreed. from when they tried to do that in the 90s to if they would have tried to do that now, the viral video. Just like Saturday Night Live, almost every week now has one or two viral videos, either the commercial sketch or some kind of parody of a movie with that week's celebrity. Or a music video. SNL has perfected making the viral video, and the Muppets would be perfect for yeah. something like that now. You're absolutely right. They would. So I could see something with Gonzo and Camilla just blowing up. Oh, for sure. And 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 then throwing in like whatever celebrity, like you mentioned, uh, Jermaine and, and Brett for Flight of the Concords. I mean, you see Kermit the Frog coming out going, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Muppet Show with this week's very special guest, the Flight of the Concords. Yay! Ah! And then they do a sketch with them, and they and they write it with the intention that this will be the viral thing. And people will tune in every week, or they'll go to the internet to find these videos. It, it's The Muppets are perfect for that. That that sketch comedy, yeah, you're right, and it appeals to kids. They just they ruined it with that mockumentary, documentary style TV show. And I don't know, you've probably got to give them up. It's at least another two years to cool off from that before you even tried it. Yeah, it was 2016, I think, when that show was on. Yes, it's been four years now, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, you maybe give it one, two more years. You're right, though. Spot on. They should have a new version of the Muppet show where it is like hit after hit after hit of sketch, 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 music, music, sketch, sketch, music. And something will go viral every week. You're right. Oh, for sure. There's just so many, like Gervais played real well. I mean, have Gervais on there. And then, uh, you have the flight of the Concords. Tina Fey would come on for sure. She loves the Muppets. Oh, get Tina Fey in there. Oh, for sure. And, Danny Trejo would be <laughs> so hilarious on the Muppets because you get you get the tough Muppets to come out the same way like when Sylvester Stallone or Alice Cooper was on the Muppets back in the day. You know, the tough Muppets come out and 
and and you have them like playing around with Danny Trejo and and have him in like absurd, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like those Snickers commercials. Are you better? Yeah, I'm better. But you do that with him, and th- that'd be a viral video easily. Yeah, it would. The Muppets, right? The Muppets, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where they went astray. Is they lost the the focus of what made the Muppets interesting in the first place, which was the interaction with the celebrity guest. And then in the movies, you you, you play up the cameo a little bit, but now the the movie itself is is a little bit more for the kids. Yeah, you know there was uh, there was talk of a Muppet show that was going to go on Disney Plus, but I don't think that's going anywhere. That would be an easy way for them to do it at lower budget than trying to get it on actual television. For sure. Because everybody right now has Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. You know? That would be the way to go. Or here's another thought entirely, and I'm going to co- quote Kylo Ren on this. Let it die. Kermit, Fozzie, Piggy, let it die. Do we need to keep bringing the Muppets back? Yes. It's just another thought as we explore things that may or may not have ruined our childhood. Uh, is there even a good reason to drag some of this stuff out of the closet? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I thought the Muppets were great. I think they still are great. I thought those last two movies were good. I, I really like the Muppets with Jason Siegel. That movie was really good. I still liked Muppets Most Wanted, even though I felt like it directionally took a turn that i i didn't really agree with but overall i was entertained and i still smiled and i still think the songs are really catchy especially since they're being written by flight of the concords so but but i don't know do we need the muppets do we have to have them it's a good question that's a really good question so listeners we'll throw that out to you do we need the muppets and did the most recent tv show or muppets most wanted ruin your childhood Eric, that's actually a question for you. Uh, it it did not. Uh, this this new Muppet stuff, uh, with the exception of that that TV show, I think is is doing a pretty fair job of of representing what the Muppets are, what they eventually could be. But yeah, I'll still throw it out there. Maybe we just need maybe we just need to remember the Muppets as they were. We have everything. We have everything digitally that we could ask for. So if we ever wanted to watch the Muppets again, you just load up the old videotape. Although Disney needs to release the last two seasons of the original Muppet show. They're still holding on to those. I didn't know. Yeah. They only released seasons one through three. Season four is the Mark Hamill episode. Oh, well, you can find that on YouTube, but still, I know I can find it on YouTube, (laughs) but that's not the point, Phil, right? YouTube isn't the answer to everything. (laughs) It sure isn't. (laughs) So, did did any of this new Muppet stuff ruin your childhood? It did not. It did not. I'm happy to say that it didn't. Uh, especially since I just talked about how I liked the TV show. I didn't. I knew that it was made for adults, and that's why I I dealt with it as it was, and I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't my favorite thing they have ever done. No, it was probably towards the bottom. Muppets Most Wanted sure took the series in a direction I I didn't agree with. Also, and the TV show continued down a path we don't necessarily agree with but it didn't ruin my childhood and you asked the philosophical question do we need more muppets and i will say that i want more muppets there are many things we talk about uh, or that we will talk about on this podcast where we should let things die but something like the muppets i 
I want more Muppets. I just, I want my daughter and I to be able to watch new Muppets content and enjoy it together. I guess that's kind of how I, how I gauge it. I'll give them one more shot at a movie and a TV show, and then it might be time to put them to bed. Somebody's got to figure out the formula soon. Well, I think we know it. I think they just need to talk to us like everything else we talk about on these podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So, Eric, right before we were going to release this episode, Disney Plus dropped the new trailer for Muppets Now. So we had to come back to this podcast and make a bit of an edit after we watched the Muppets Now trailer. So what were your thoughts on seeing that as a new show that's six episodes coming to Disney Plus this summer? Uh, If I may start with a pun... Improv is sketchy. <laughs> uh, that um, was that was my initial thought right away. Is really like as we were talking about in this episode, like how to utilize the Muppets and why the Muppets have been fumbled a little bit, and what they could do. My thought was uh, to make another show like the original show, make viral videos every week. And it could be incredible. I don't know about improv. I just think, like, can't they hire a writer? <laughs> that's that's really my thought. It's going to be interesting. It, it will be. And I'll definitely watch it because I'm, I love the Muppets. I think it's a great property. I just think it's just not been handled right. I don't know if improv is the way to go. But if you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm... It, it took maybe two or three seasons before that cast really started gelling with that loose script improv format. And right. I don't know if the Muppets can pull something like that off in six episodes unless they're doing so much extra filming that that they will literally, you know, pick the best of the best. Even Whose Lines It Anyway had to do so much filming and then piece together the best of the best. There is a loose concept for the show, which is the Muppets are bringing a new show to air to like in, in the show, they're bringing it to Disney plus and the six episode arc is scooter and all the antics that get in the way of him getting the show to Disney plus. So there's the loose concept, but I just don't know how they're going to make that into something that lasts for three hours. Yeah. And and in, in the preview, RuPaul is one of the guests, and I saw Seth Rogen mm-hmm. was one of the guests. Yeah. As soon as I saw RuPaul, my first thought was, that's the quintessentially perfect modern guest for the Muppets. Flamboyant and fun and high energy. And you do the, you know, the the song, Work It Girl, mm-hmm. Cover Girl, <laughs> do that with yeah. Muppets and make a viral video out of that would be incredible. Seth Rogen, you could do weed jokes in a kind of a winking, you know, yep. it's, eh, we're not promoting weed, but obviously that's Seth Rogen's thing. Because if you remember the original Muppet show, by any chance, the there was a whole episode with Alice Cooper where they did the thing that Alice Cooper had sold his soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. And the devil was trying to get Kermit to sell his soul to the devil or Fozzie or one of the other Muppets. And and I'm thinking, this is a kid show, and you've got the <laughs> devil trying to take a soul, but that's all a wink and a nod for the adult. Right. So you could do something like that with Seth Rogen, but but written, yeah, like deliberate. Right. Yeah, if he's with Electric Mayhem and just riffing on weed jokes, it could probably be pretty funny. Oh, for sure. But without that as a set-in-stone script, it's going to probably, like you said, it's probably going to take several takes and a lot of footage for them to find the right jokes to have 
in the episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll, I, I, we'll see. Doesn't give me the the optimism that I was thinking I would have when they would announce another Muppet show. I agree. I, I when I first saw like ooh Muppets and then oh improv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well, as we talk a lot about on the show, there's a lot of yes ending. So we'll just see how the Muppets yes and. Yeah, I'm excited to see it, and maybe we revisit that uh, come. Uh, Come July 31st. Yeah, for sure. It'll be released every Friday starting on July 31st, everybody out there. So uh, get your Muppet fix, six weeks of the Muppets starting July 31st. Well, everybody, we're going to stop our trip down Muppet memory lane with this, and we thank you all for listening in. So, Eric, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? They can find me on my other podcast, Everything, Anything, and Nothing Really. Uh, available on YouTube, on Podbean, iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold. Very nice. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Fildimo, F-I-L-D-I-M-O. I also have been on several podcasts in the Real Fans for Real Movies podcast network, which is the original Real Fans for Real Movies, Disorder, Every Disney Film in Order, Grim Grinning Hosts, a podcast about theme parks, and Holy Batcast, a podcast all about Batman and DC-related items. So thank you for joining us. We hope that this podcast didn't ruin your childhood, and we'll talk to you again soon. Could it be I've misunderstood? This podcast ruined my childhood. And now, pigs in time we saw the spaceship swine trek we hoped it would be the last time but it's back freepio activate the nava computer yeah i'm not awfully keen on this spaceship master luke it's so messy cakes half-eaten sandwiches oh will you stop you don't hear r2 complaining do you <laughs> yes i do he just said it's like a pigsty Hey, what's going on here? I'm Captain Link Hogthrob, and this is my spaceship. That explains everything. <laughs> <laughs>